welcome back everyone thank you for joining in tuning in listening and supporting this is season two of shameless after 30 i am your ambassador of good time chm and this is shamelessly mastering a breakup so this is the art of moving past your breakup so a lot of times we get in situations or situationships which are you know the millennial version of relationships without the titles and when we part ways with the person we always feel like this is the end like everything has come to a halt our life has come to a halt they don't have life after that breakup and i'm here to just let you know that there is life after a breakup there is love after love a lot of people they like to put so much strain on the title and and the affections of the word love when you relay that to a person that you're with you feel like okay this is your one and only lifetime of love and i just don't believe that there is not a one love that you can experience in your life a lot of times we love a variation of food we love a variation of movies we have different levels of love for friendship we have different levels of love for family so if we can have a range of love for different things that we enjoy and different people outside of a romantic aspect why can't we put that same type of life after love and that same level of love in a romantic aspect on a relationship okay let's first start with the fact that there is life after heartbreak so for myself i feel like as far as my level of heartbreak i have sustained at least two past romances in my life that has brought me to the pillar of what I can describe as the utmost heartbreak that I can probably ever endure. I feel like the level of pain that I felt during those two relationships, I have never allowed myself to experience or feel for anyone after that. Not saying I have never felt a level of love or care for someone, but I have never let myself endure the amount of pain that I endured from those two relationships of heartbreak. I have never allowed myself, as I got older and I got more experience with dealing with other people, I have never allowed myself to be that heartbroken again. So when it comes to like a breakup, it's all about the, the aftermath, you know, how you bounce back. A lot of times people feel like, oh, if you don't bounce back right away, that you're just so torn or you're still hung up on that person. And let me make a clip note. There is not one one right way to grieve or to be sad or to deal with a heartbreak. But I do feel like the way you react towards that person, there is a right way to do that. And I say this to say when I um, had my heartbreak, uh, let's say I started my first heartbreak and I was like 19, um, I felt like I had so much rage towards that person. I gave that person so much of my energy. I, um, you know, would act out. Um, I would be angry towards uh, friends. I would just channel my anger towards other people who had absolutely nothing to do with the initial heartbreak, the pain that I endured. So um, when it came to the person that caused that heartbreak, the mere sight of them would make me cringe. I didn't even want to hear their name. I didn't want to hear songs that uh, reminded me of them, reminded me of a time that I was with them. And it just made me such an angry person. And I feel like that defines me. It, it definitely defines that chapter in my life. And I didn't want that. I didn't like how that made me feel. I didn't like the perception of myself. I didn't like how, um, you know, I, I wasn't walking with my head held high anymore. 
And that's because I gave so much of my power to that breakup. Keep in mind, this is every bit of 19. You know, to some, they're like, oh, you were so young. And I'm like, okay, yes, I may have been young compared to the heartbreak of older people. But at the end of the day, love is love. I love hard. So no matter if I was 19 or 91, regardless of what, I love hard. And I still suffer heartbreak the same as a 30-year-old would have. So, um, you know, the energy that I gave to that person, I just, as I reflect and I look back, I didn't like who I became from that initial breakup. So from that, I grew and I learned. So when it came to the next heartbreak, which was years after that, that was in uh, my late 20s, was the next heartbreak that I dealt with. Um, you know, that hurt, that type of hurt, that type of pain hit way different. And, um, you know, that definitely was a pain that I felt like took a lot of time to get past because that was from a person that I felt like, you know, was going to be my forever. I felt like that was the love of my life. Oh my God, I couldn't find anyone greater than that you know the type of person I was with him I could never be that way with anyone else so I thought and um you know the way I reacted towards my uh first heartbreak and the way I acted towards this heartbreak it was very different the first heartbreak I was very scorned and I was an angry soul an angry person with this heartbreak I definitely handled it more as an adult I was more vocal I wanted to talk about the situation more I wanted to see where it went wrong, how um, I could change, or even, even he can change, how we can grow from this to our future selves, and growing as away from each other. Because once I um, experienced a heartbreak, especially on the level of that heartbreak, there was no reconciling, there was no coming back from that. And that's something that I had to really um, acknowledge and look deep into myself and understand. A lot of times when we experience heartbreak, I don't know where this a cliche or uh, this mindset came from or what movie it came from but as we grew up a lot of people feel like once you experience a heartbreak when someone hurts you oh you know just try it again try it again keep trying to work at it I do not believe that that has to be the case especially when you have brought nothing but good energy and happiness towards the situation why do you have to endure heartbreak and heartache over and over again time and the timing time and the time again you're only hurting yourself at that point you have control over how you react to things and what you allow to enter into your space of energy now with that level of heartbreak there was no coming back from that there was no way humanly possible I can move forward from that and to pursue a relationship with that person now, we did move forward as far as I didn't want to have hate in my heart for him. So I felt like I needed closure. Now, closure is very important. I feel like everyone needs a sense of closure. That is just, that is so important in, uh, you know, growth and getting past a situation. And closure doesn't have to come immediately after, you know, your heartache, your heartbreak, or your turmoil. It doesn't have to come directly after Sometimes closure takes years, and for me, it did take some years because, number one, I had to make sure I was genuinely willing to forgive him for what he did to me and the pain that he caused me. And, um, you know, there was times after the, the breakup that I did not want to see his face either. I didn't want to 
you know, hear his name. And I just, it was just all about out of sight, out of mind. I need to completely get this person out of my system first before I can work on me and work on the closure. So, you know, that's considered that grieving time, you know, that time to be sad. There's no time frame on being sad, but there is a time frame on taking care of yourself. At some point, you need to literally wake up, look yourself in the mirror, and tell yourself, this is not what I want to be. I don't want to be sad anymore. And for me, that's how I am so able to get over a situation because I look myself in the mirror and I'm like, I don't like what that made me become. I don't like how that made me feel. And once you learn that you're tired of how a person makes you feel and it's anything less than great, then you have to, like, pick up and move on. So then comes, like, the aftermath, you know. Um, I call it, you know, the chapter of the life after the love. You know, you have to understand that there's love after love. With that um, second heartbreak, I, like I said, I felt like he was the love of my life. And as I got older and I got to learn myself, I got to enjoy being single because that is, to me, a really big part of your healing process after a breakup You need time. You need a good gap, a good amount of time to be to yourself, to learn yourself, to experience a single life. Because jumping from relationship to relationship, I don't understand when you had time to heal. All you're doing is carrying your baggage from your one situation into your next situation. And you're putting so much pressure on the person that you're with to heal you and to to rush to get to know you because you're so fragile. So, you know, you have to understand, and this goes for both men and women, after a breakup, you are fragile. If you are with a person, and it doesn't matter the amount of time, but if you are with a person that you accumulated a a sense of love for that person, a sense of caring for that person, you have to understand that there has to be a gap where you go from your life with that person to becoming and reintroducing yourself to the life of yourself, to the new you, the life of you. Because all you've known for so long was you and that person. You got into a pattern. You got into a routine. You know, you got into the habit of calling them all the time, texting, communicating with them all the time. So now you don't have that anymore. You know, there's going to be times where you pick up your phone and you're like, damn, I don't have anybody to text. Yeah, it happens. That's a part of the healing process. It happens. You have to break those routines. And that's a thing that I feel like people are so fearful of is the routine, breaking the routine and having to start all over. People are so fearful of starting over. We do it with our jobs. We do it with friendships. We do it with romance. Starting over is all about reinventing yourself, okay? It's just all about just becoming the new you. It doesn't have to be a negative thing that you're starting over. People define starting over or they relate such a negative stigmatism to starting over as a sense of failure. Starting over does not mean that you failed at any point. Starting over has nothing to do with failure. Even if you look up the definition, it does not say not one time that you failed. It's just a new beginning. It's just a new chapter. It's literally a rebirth. It has nothing to do with a sense of failure. You did not fail. You're just reinventing, recreating yourself. You're reevaluating what's important to you now. It has nothing to do with you failed in your relationship. You failed at your job. You failed with your friendship. Yes, are there things that you could have changed in those different situations and different relationships that you could have improved? Yes, 
But improvement does not mean that it was a sense of failure. It is just a sense that you recognize that there is something you could have done greater and better into a greater and larger magnitude than you have done before. A lot of times we, we're so unhappy about so many things that we really don't need to be unhappy about. We're unhappy about things that don't even really matter. So we live in a social media era. When you break up with someone, the first thing that a lot of people do, I mean, my, I myself have been guilty of this. You go and you stalk their page. You go look at what they're doing. You go see how their life is after you. Why does that matter? For the life of me, I don't know. Why would you want to torture yourself into looking at things that they're doing outside of you? Those are things that don't even matter. Once you have crossed that bridge and you told yourself that you're not going back, why do you care what they're doing whatsoever if it does not concern you, it does not involve you, it does not help you grow in any way, it has not helped you blossom in any way? What they're doing outside of you has no value to you. Because if what they're doing included you, then it would have accumulated some value. So the fact that we torture ourselves so much with the social media and looking at what they're doing and, oh, creating these fake pages or, or using your friends to look on their pages to keep up with what they're doing, that's nothing but self-torture, okay? You're unhappy because you're making yourself unhappy. You're looking at things that you don't have to look at. And to be honest, my um, last heartbreak, that guy, I have not seen him in years. Because for me, it's out of sight, out of mind. We broke up. I blocked him on all social media. And you know, on Instagram, when you block a person, you can't see their page either. I made sure to do that, not for the sense of him, for him seeing what I'm doing. I did that for the sense of me. I don't want to have those weak moments where I want to go click back and see what he's doing. I had to do that to protect my own feelings. I could have cared less if he saw what I was doing because, I mean, at the end of the day, my life is still being lived. I didn't want to have that vulnerable moment because after breakup, you're very vulnerable. I didn't want to have that vulnerable moment where I was going back looking to see what he was doing or I didn't want to have to be forced to post things just in the hopes of him seeing what I'm doing. Like, it makes no sense. It's making you unhappy. You're you're faking. You're putting on. You're fake living your life for other people. At that point, you lost, pur you lost purpose of why you're living your life. Because at this point, you're not even doing it for yourself anymore. You're doing it with vain intentions. And when you do those type of things, it does nothing but backfire on you. You're over here fake living your life just for them to see it. And then you go stalking their page, clicking their page. Hell, half the time, they didn't even go see what you were doing. Especially if you put it in your story. You can see who looked at your story. They didn't even click it. No one they, that knows him knows you have even clicked it. So the purpose of you uploading it, 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 the message never even got related to him or her. The message never even got to them. So when you do things with vain intentions, it only backfires on you immediately for the most part. So, you know, the social media thing, I definitely highly encourage people to block, delete, unfriend. At that point, it's no point in being friends with the ex. Like, let's just take this time. Let me heal. Let you heal. You do your thing. I do my thing. And just reinvent yourself. Reinvent yourself outside of that relationship. And, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we, dis we disrespect ourselves every time we run back to a person that treated us with disrespect. Um, when you've been with a person for X amount of years, people have this mindset that because you invested so many years with a person that you're destined to be with them. That they're, they're your forever person. 
that does not mean anything because you can meet a person tomorrow and within the matter of 30 days, that person could have proven to you that they are your forever, that they are your soulmate. Just because you are with someone for years and it's a and it's a toxic relationship. Keep in mind, let, let's say the hypothetical that you're with the person for years and all those years is nothing but a toxic relationship. All you're doing is disrespecting yourself. At that point, to me, when you're in a relationship for that long and it's toxic, you're living for the outside. You're clearly living for the outside because you want to create this illusion that, oh, I'm a writer. I've been with them for this long. We're destined to be together. No, but what people don't know behind closed doors is that you're being physically abused sometimes. You're being verbally abused sometimes. You're unhappy. There are chronic cheaters. Um, you know, they have treated you less than as a queen or a king because a lot of times this isn't just as a, a bashing a man and saying that a man can be negative in a relationship. There are some great men out here that are with very toxic women. And a lot of times you men, you have kids with these women, okay? To me, having kids with a person does not mean that you are destined to be with them in a romantic relationship for the rest of your life. A lot of times you are, it's just not meant to be. You are greater parents and then you are uh, romancers. Like you are greater co-parents than you are boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, husband, wife. And it took for you to have a child. It took for you to move in together. It took for you to accumulate so much history with each other to realize that, hey, we got to take a step back and look like, hey, this isn't going to work. We are not for each other. We're toxic. Toxic relationships and time do not go together. Just because you have years with a person and, they, and they're toxic does not mean you have to stay with them. If it's toxic, it does not matter how much time you have invested in that relationship. You got to go. You got to cut the ties. It's causing you to be less than who you are. There's going to come a time where you have to accept the situation and move on. You have to just sit back, look at it. And a lot of times what we have to do is, I, for me to get over a situation, I have to put myself in the mindset of if this was happening to a friend, if this was happening to someone else, how would I react? What would I do? And when I'm looking at it, you have, sometimes you got to put yourself as the outside person looking in on your own situation. When you do that, you start to reevaluate things and you're like, hey, this isn't for me. This is too toxic. This isn't even me. What would I tell my own friend? You know, you have to take your own advice. The advice you would give a friend in your situation is the advice you need to give yourself in your situation. As loners, we create this imaginary deadline for love and life. And we force ourselves into relationships and situationships that we should have avoided altogether. A lot of times we really try to force things that have proven themselves time and time and time again to be toxic and not worthy of our time. I don't know why people create this deadline, especially for those in their late 20s and those in their 30s. Age does not define greatness. Age does not define levels of love. To me, age only defines wisdom. Okay, age is only for wisdom, and that's something I truly believe in. But when it comes to love and living your life, age has nothing to do with it. Stop forcing yourself into toxic relationships and forcing yourself to stay in toxic relationships because you're telling yourself you're getting too old or you're telling yourself you'll never find another person like this 
or oh it's going to be too hard to start over people told me that the dating world is tough out there hell yeah the dating world is tough and so is the married world is tough so is the boyfriend and girlfriend world is tough the fiance world is tough the world of being parents is tough the world of being entrepreneur is tough regardless of what life is tough okay we cannot sit here and be fearful of the what ifs and the what could happen because we're fearful of starting over. If I was that fearful of starting over, I would be living under a rock and would not be living my best life 365, 24 hours a day. Okay? We really have to eliminate these deadlines, these emotional deadlines, this romantic deadline, and this self-worth deadline. Eliminate it. Give yourself deadlines for your 24 hours or for your week. Tell yourself within the next day, I want to achieve this. Within the next week, I want to achieve that. Those are the type of deadlines you need to create for yourself. Stop creating deadlines for love and life. It just doesn't go hand in hand. It doesn't make sense. Whatever we do in life, we have to make it make sense. Well, guys, that was the end of my rant. That was the end of the uh, shameless lifestyle for today. The shameless act of mastering a breakup. I hope I was able to help someone. If I was not able to help you, I hope you pass on this podcast, this message, and help a friend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, this is Season 2 of Shameless After 30. Thank you guys and have a great day.